Trust the Grind, presented by Plan Dope Shit. Get your fucking shit together. I have to have that discipline to make sure that I'm handling my business and I'm always developing, always getting better. Always have to take care of yourself no matter what. It's possible. Anything's possible. You know, like I take three deep breaths and I just keep repeating myself. like, I got this, I got this, I got this. That's Derek. That's Derek. Trust the Grind. In this episode, we sit down with Philadelphia's very own, Hez Trahan, one of the top football prospects in Philadelphia growing up, and a Division I athlete chasing his dreams of becoming a professional football player. It's obvious to anyone who watches Hez sprinting off the edge, full speed at 6'4", 260 pounds, that he's a guy who can have an immediate impact on anyone's team. Hez's tenacity, determination, and self-discipline are a huge part of his success on the football field. They're also something he takes with him and applies to his everyday life off the field too. Hez shares the knowledge and traits he's acquired throughout his football career and how it can have a sincere impact on anyone's life inside or outside of sports. Enjoy. All right, so today we got Hezekiah Trahan, defensive end 6'4", a solid 275. You don't have to look at him to know you can hear it himself. Hez, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome, man. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, I mean, I introduced you, but why don't you tell us a little more about yourself? Yeah, so as you know, I'm from West Philadelphia. Uh, I attended Roman Catholic High School. Um, from there, I went to Pitt, I transferred to Temple, and I finished up at Kutztown. You know how it is with college, man, coaching and different stuff like that. Um, you know, I had a great year at Kutztown. Uh, I wish I had one more year just to show some more growth and development. But mm-hmm. I did good enough to uh, get scouted by a few teams and stuff like that in different leagues. Um, and I'm just excited to, you know, be a pro, man. That's that always been my goal since day one. And um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost there. So I'm excited. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we touched on it earlier, like, have, like, you know, these, you know, strange times, like, you know, everything that everyone's yeah. going through, we're all grounded right now. Like, h- how has that affected, like, your training? Like, you know, not just physically, but, like, you know, me personally, I'd be like, you know, mentally, it can kind of mm-hmm. get yeah, to Yeah, at first, it's funny you say that, because at first I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, man, the gyms are closed, stuff. Are... But then I also had to take a step back, and I had to understand that we're all affected by it. Um, and, you know, I was blessed enough to find a gym in the city that is still open. Um, so I've been working there as much as possible, still running, just trying to eat right. And like you said, just keeping my sanity, you know, reading, studying film. Yeah. You know, doing the small stuff. You know, you touched on it right there. You know, I think eating right actually is like a huge part of this, too. Actually, not just physically, again, like mentally. Has that always been a part of you, just like eating right? Or is this something you kind of acquired? Um, I figured out when I went to, what was it? I think it was, was it high school? Yeah, high school. I seen a bunch of guys that were like, just as good as I am. And I said, well, how can I give myself the upper hand? And I was like, hey, I can eat right. I can, you know, go to sleep. I can take care of my body. And that helped me a lot throughout high school and into college. So Yeah. yeah. So you started early. I mean, I'm also I'm also six four, but there I'm a go. lean 175. <laughs> so you you yeah. have 100 pounds on me. So like I didn't know that in high school. Maybe I would be uh, trained to be pro. But uh yeah, I am. We, like, we like to call Steve's value sheer steel and sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly, man, I think yeah. that, and Steve's getting at it, it's a huge part of it. Definitely. I mean, especially the younger that, that you keep that up. I mean, you know, you're yeah. not even, I mean, what, not even 10 years now you've been doing it. And I'm sure you've already seen a huge difference. In yeah, your, definitely, man. Yeah. I, it's been times I tried a no meat, pescatarian diet, vegan diets, but 
you know, with football, our body, the way our body has to be built, and especially for my position, it's kind of tough. But, yeah, man, I always try to do new things and stuff like that. So. so on average, as a defensive lineman, how much do you eat a day? Well, you know, the game the game changed, too. So, you know, back in the day, guys, you know, were bulkier, bigger. Um, you got guys like Aaron Donald that's 275 that's just solid and quick because the game is about speed. Just full but, full of muscle, too. Correct, yeah. correct. And But if I had to put a, a number on it, I try to eat at least five meals a day. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, defensive end's always been your position. I mean, you know, you got the build for it. But, yes. like, did you want to – yeah, that's been your go-to position? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. So, starting out in high school, freshman year, I played receiver because I was fast. I was always fast. I'm still unfast for my size. Um, and then the coaches, they moved me to DN and it all worked out. It all worked out. At first I didn't like yeah, it. Clearly. Yeah. I didn't like it at first, <laughs> but, um, once learning how to flip my hips and using my hands and getting comfortable, it all worked out. Dude, that's a big thing though. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. And I, and I give a special thank you to hunting 101. It's a camp that we had here in Philly. Um, it was started by Dion Barnes. He played at Penn state and he did an awesome job with me in the last two years. Cause you know, I just started. Uh, working with him, flipping my hips, using my hands, and it it all took, you know, it all came together. So, so has he been like a coach you've always been so comfortable with? Or I mean, I know, you know, like who who has been that coach if it's not him at least? You know, I had a lot of great coaches, uh, so I don't want anyone to feel any certain way. But when I went to Temple, uh, Coach Rule, Matt Rule, and his staff, they uh, changed my life forever. Coach E, um, who coached at Texas A&M last year, those guys just taught me how to, you know, be a professional, and it made everything click for me. And um, I'm thankful for those guys. With so. Matt Rule leaving, I mean, you kind of touched on it. I mean, is that a hard adjustment in itself? Like when a new coach comes in? Yeah, it was tough because you got to understand what we did at Temple was unique. We won two national championships in the AAC, uh, an American Conference, All American Conference, twice back to back. I love those guys, and they, you know, they helped me a lot. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like when you and I were growing up, at least, student, like. You know, anywhere in Philadelphia. I mean, Temple football, I feel like, just, like, was not, no. you know, honestly what it is now. I no. mean, like, yeah. you know, and that's why that's why Matt Rule's bouncing all over the place. I mean, not to get completely sidetracked here, no, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, like, it's impressive to be a part of that, you yeah. know, just, like, the rebuild of something. I don't know. You know, sometimes when a lot of people ask me questions about him, it's just, like, he was just, like, a normal guy. But when it was time to – when we stepped in that facility and it was time to work, we worked. And when we had fun, we laughed. We enjoyed every moment, but it's just something about him. It's like, you know, when you're saying like, oh, he was born to be a coach. He was born to be a coach, man. He's yeah, a good dude. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And his yeah. staff, too. I can't, you know, he can't take all the credit. His staff is a good staff, too. So. He set up the pieces. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm talking about from the equipment guy to the cleaning guys, like everyone. We're a whole family, man. So, yeah. So, I, like, real quick, and I'll let Steve fire away. So, like, was that – uh? like being a part of like building a program, like what's the difference between that and then jumping right into something like, you know, um, you know, Alabama or something. I mean, cause there's pros yeah. and cons with everything. What, what, what were the pros at least, you know? So the pros was I got a chance to be around a bunch of players that are my brothers today. Um, that are pros Hassan Reddick that went to the Cardinals. I'm sure, you know, hey, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Connect. Yes, sir. Um, and then Julian Smith, another guy for the 49ers. And these guys are like my brothers, man. I can always reach out to them. And these weren't guys that were uh, highly recruited, you know. So you got to see them develop year by year, hard work, dedication, um, and doing it and winning two national championships, man. So, and then, like, you know, a program like Bama, because you could say Pitt too, you know, when you go to a program that's high up like mm -hmm. that, that's prestigious, um, you know. I don't want to say 
everything. You expect a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, it's just different. Like you said, it's just different. And I think that being at Temple, it opened my eyes a lot, you know, working for everything. Literally, we had to work for the, the sticker on our helmet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, yeah. you approach things different. I mean, I think that's why also the draft is and also just the process of becoming a pro is such a like beautiful process because there's guys that like, for instance, like Temple and just like not well-known schools. Like they create great programs and great players that turn out to be awesome NFL players. And there's so many first round busts. So like, because they went to, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other factors, but like they were kind of just like conditioned to be that first round and like didn't necessarily put in as hard as work. Right. So you approach things different, you know, I, I don't want to discredit anyone, but like the, the hunger is there for everyone, but some people want it more yeah. and kind of built off going off that. What drives you to keep pushing to be pro? You know, it's just the love for the game. Um, you know, ever since I put on that helmet, man, it's like I was, you know, made to do it. Um, <clears throat> and I always want to feel that feeling, no matter what. And, you know, some of the things that I had to deal with uh, in my collegiate career was tough, but it always motivated me to keep going. And I knew I never was going to stop until I made it, until I made my stitch. And when I'm ready to end, that's when I'll stop. But uh, definitely just the hunger, man. So we know that you train hard physically all the time. What do you do to keep your mind in check? I like to take probably an hour or two out of my day just to relax, look over different things I want to do outside of football. I think it's important that having a life outside of football and always setting yourself up because you never know when your career is going to be done is important. So I always take time out of my day, an hour or two, just to you know figure out other things I want to do. Um, I like to read, man. I like to write, believe it or not. So I try to read and write, keep my mind sharp. Um, and also cooking, you know, that's like my second talent. So really? I like to whoop up. So yeah, man, I love to cook. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you said you like to read and write. What do you like to read and also write about? Is it like journaling or what do you like to get into? Uh, stuff about my life, man. Um, I definitely want to write my own biopic one day. So just writing stuff down about that. Different things I want to inquire, you know, learning different things about business properties and stuff like that so and as far as reading i like poems and and like i said biopics documentary i'm a big documentary guy so anything that's like real life so it sounds like it sounds like you um have acknowledged like like a real like sincere part of like your past that's like maybe like triggered you know and a a want to you know for like a biopic yeah you know just being adopted at a young age and you know knowing that you were always different and, you know, always using that as motivation and embracing it. You know, I felt, I think that one thing about me, I embraced it at a young age. I knew I was different um, and I loved it, man. So yeah, just having that motivation and, you know, having my mom, she, she always was there. She was the first one to sign me up. My dad didn't sign me up for football. She did. And, and I would watch it with her and, you know, just losing her was tough, man. It was like, I always say it was like learning yeah. how to walk again, yeah. but, um, I got it now, and she's always yeah. with me. So no, I uh, I hear you there. I, I don't know. Like my sister and I, we just lost our mom like last year. Like I've learned to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I I personally have learned to embrace that and like find a silver lining in it. And like you know, it's okay to be angry, man. Like I take that anger and like yeah, I use it. Yeah. You can use it in other realms besides being angry. Exactly, and you and I think what I always had to learn too, and adversity hits, embrace it and, and, and learn how to channel it. And, you know, let it out, man. Whatever emotions you have, you got to let it out. Because if you keep it in, that's when other things happen you don't want, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man. Sometimes you look at athletes and you look at different people when we get higher up. Oh, those guys are fine. They're they're living the life. 
No, a lot of guys are, you know, they're going through real life stuff, man. We all are. So, I mean, I, 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 at least in boxing, I've never been in the ring with someone who hasn't had shit going on. You know what I mean? Like you, oh, yeah. you have, you have something going Definitely. on if you want to go in there and get hit like football. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, to the point of like, you see all these successful people and you think everything's good. It's not the case. Everyone's fighting a battle that we know nothing, nothing about. about. Yeah. Every day is a blessing. And I always try to like, really remind myself and ground that and just truly be grateful for the small things in life. It seems like, you know, like, like you know, you need like a lot of tools like outside of, of, you know, football mm-hmm. just to maintain that sort of physical or mental mentality. I discovered when I started writing my thoughts and feelings and also like my aspirations in life, they started to feel more real. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I just like, it like just cleared the like clutter out of my head. And also I saw it on paper that I'm like, okay, that's a crazy thought. Or I'm like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, it's like, all right, I'm tripping right there. But like, or it's like, I'll write daily affirmations where it's like, oh, I, Steve Becker, want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. So do you have a practice like that in the morning or anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. I speak a lot of things into existence, man. I always, I have this saying, it's simple, but I always tell people, you know, when they're like, oh, man, I got to get this done. It's already done. You already thought about it. You got to attack it. You know, I, I attack everything, man. You know, I, I know like when I was playing sports, like growing up, like, you know, one thing that, that I've seen that I've at least taken off the field and into real life is like, you know, the mentality and tenacity to just, you know, attack every day. What specifically, like, you know, for you, for you has, have, have you translated from the football field into, into everyday life? Simple things, man. Like I said, I learned that simple. You got to make sure that you're there an hour before, ready to go. Someone some tell me nine, I'm there at eight. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Also, like you get dialed into what you're about to actually do. Is your pregame like ritual have anything to do with like is it the same before you hit the gym that hour before? I mean, are you doing the same thing and taking that in the locker room? So this year, uh, I had a pretty cool pregame ritual. I would uh we will leave our walkthrough, I'll eat with two of my teammates, we'll talk about stuff. And if Chipotle, Chipotle is the meal. Chipotle. Whenever we didn't eat Chipotle, unfortunately we lost. But we didn't, we didn't lose that much. But we lost. But well, I eat Chipotle. I'll go home, probably wash some of my stuff I want to wear, and just get ready to go. Probably finish a little bit of work I got to do, cook my dinner, and then that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. And then wake up. I wake up at like six, shower, get ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready that's to go. That's literally like. Yeah. And I like to walk. So I don't like to drive. I'll, I'll walk. I'll walk to the stadium. But art, art's another thing that I, I embrace, too, sometimes that I like to, um, you know, do in my spare time, too. I mean, I'm really sorry to say this, but, you know, a lot of people can just think of athletes as just like, you know, athletes. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. cool to have you on here just kind of dissect, like, you know, not only your hobbies outside of the football field, but how they work for you, Correct. too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I Like I said, I, I got to credit it to my parents, man, just making making me well-rounded, you know, not just one-dimensional. And, you know, sometimes when I see that with my friends and stuff like that, I'm like, no, come on, let's do something. Let's, you know, put football to the side for a minute, you know, because sometimes we're so programmed to ah, football, football, football. But you got to – even guys in the pros, they say, you know, we're not watching football today. We're not – let's go do something. Let's go learn something, you know, and that's important, having a balance, you know, having a balance. I, I'm really curious about this one. What player do you aspire to play like and who and who influences your play? So I love Patrick Willis. Oh, he's just yeah. a tenacious plays with passion, man. And I'm the same way. I play with passion every time I'm out there. So I got to ask, man, like not so like not everybody right makes it on to the NFL. Correct. And I feel like for some people, um, they don't consider 
any other league, you know, CFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually going to bring that up, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, please, please. I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Um, So, you know, that's another unique thing. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, NFL, NFL. You know, there's a lot of other leagues that you can play in that you can get scouted and you can still make good money and uh, play in. And the CFL is definitely one of them. And, um, you know, believe it or not, I was blessed to get invited to two private workouts with the BC Lions and the uh, Winnipegs. So, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there yeah. you go. And I, I think that because, you know, I was talking to my agent and I was like, hey, you know, I think the CFL will be a good league for me because my college career was so short. I only played one year. You know, yeah. so, you know, for one year to get to what I got is good. But I think, you know, with any job, you know, it's a resume. You know, you got to do this bam, bam for three years. You got to do this LSU. So, you know, I think the CFO would be another good possible destination for me. I think what's cool is, is that being open to like, you know, any other league besides the NFL and having the mindset that's not, you know, going to stop you from getting there right. is such a, you know, like that's the kind of. That's just an important like trait to have, I think, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Like mm-hmm. just to get to where you want to be, whether it's, you know, the G League to the NBA, um, USL soccer to MLS soccer mm-hmm. or, you know, there's not really a minor league in the NFL. So let's so let's you know, let's face it. For most guys, the CFL is a heck of a starting point for them to get to the NFL. Correct. And I think you're also touching on it has like you're still blessed to be there. You're mm-hmm. getting paid, and most of these guys are are still getting like a great salary. Six figures, like, baby. Not like yeah, man. Like I got to <laughs> say, <laughs> even even ninety grand is just like heck yeah for football, let alone to do something you love. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're doing something you love. It's, it, it, and when you're doing something you love, it's not a job. It's just you're doing what you love to do. That's true. Yeah. So your next step, CFL or whatever that is. Yes. After you do that. If you could choose the NFL team that you land on, mm-hmm. what team would that be and why? Um, usually when you when you ask football players this question, they'll, they'll answer, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll play anywhere. And I think that's a mistake. And I think that's a mistake. And this is why I say, because not every organization is good to your development. And it's important that you choose organizations that's going to help you develop as a player, that's going to be willing to work with you, and guys that's locked in. So for me – I wouldn't want to go to the Niners. I like the Niners a lot, and, and it's a few reasons. Great culture. Um, yeah, yeah, great culture. Great history. Um, I like the organization. Um, they were just in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I like Cali, man. I love California. So No, but I, I love that point of, like, the organizational values is such a big thing because, I mean, as watching the NFL over my life, good organizations stay good. Yes. I'm a Ravens fan. There we go. And I'm a little biased. But, like, I feel like – the systems that they place are just so disciplined and to the point that the guys that they bring into the system, they're not just like bad character dudes. No. They they bring in guys that fit their like values that they defined. And I think that's a very big thing for teams. If you don't have that, then you can have the best players and just have like chaos. All right, Hes. So um what what have you developed, I guess as a person the most this far? In, in your football career? So much, man. We'll, we'll be here all day. Um, but like I said, I, it goes back to what I said earlier. It just taught me how to be more disciplined, appreciate the small things in life, and just trying to be the best dude, best person I can be every day. I think you're spot on. I think uh, patience is is key, you know what I mean? And, and commitment yeah. and patience, and you're hitting on that by, you know, just follow the process, and it's like one step at a time. And I love um, how you just said, be the best person that you can be today. 
you know, like what can you do today to project you to where you want to be, but also just focusing on the present. That's very important. All right, Hess, thanks for joining us. We just got to, we're going to end it with some uh, rapid fire questions. So get it ready. Let's do it. What's your drink of choice? Body armor. Go to karaoke song. Uh, Find your love by Drake. Uh, Favorite comedian. Uh, Martin Lawrence. I like Martin. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be? Lion. Favorite athlete? Muhammad Ali. I like Muhammad Ali. What would be your last meal? Oh, man, I love bison. Alec, do you want to ask a final question? Yeah, so listen. You know you know Ferris Bueller, right? Yeah. You know that movie? Realistic day, as realistic it's as the, it gets. It's the, it's the Breakfast Club, right? Oh, close. Same theme, but, but it, he skips school for like the oh, whole day. Okay. okay. So my question to you. If you were back then in high school, and be honest okay. with us, you know? Yeah, I got you. And it was like, your best buddy came up to you like, hey, listen, let's get out of here. Like, let's go. I know we don't get caught. Let's go. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. You're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, and we're in Chicago. Wherever. Oh, okay, okay, Wherever. okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep it in Chicago. I would definitely probably go to a Bulls game, uh, grab some deep dish. We got to check out the uh, monuments. They have cool museums and stuff like that. You know, hit up some bars and stuff. They got some good... Good bars there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Hez, where, where can everybody find you online, man? You know, that's that's where I've been getting a lot of inspiration from you. Tell them where they can yeah, find so you. Yeah, so my IG is just my name, Hezekiah Trahan on IG. Uh, you should definitely see my picture up there. Twitter, I think, is Hez Trahan. Um, but you can find my Twitter on my Instagram because I have it like that. And same with my YouTube. So everything's – all my social media stuff is on my Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. So. And, again, we really appreciate you making the time for us. No, thank you. I appreciate it so much, man. I had a ball. I had a good time. Hey, it was great getting to know you. And yeah, I'm really inspired by what you do. And uh, I know you're going to do big things. Reach out anytime. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, man. Thank you. Hope everyone enjoyed our sit down with Hez. Check out his social media so you can see for yourself how Hez attacks every single day. This podcast was presented by Plan Dope Shit. And for more information, check out www.plandopeshit.com for resources and tools to help you take action and apply whatever you may have learned from today's episode. Use promo code TRUSTTHEGRIND for 15% off. Again, that's www.plandopeshit.com, promo code TRUSTTHEGRIND. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're just getting started and want to produce the best content we can for everyone out there.